Dustin. I'm Sylvia. I'm Bob. This is Movies, Movies Against, Against Time. This is for talking to the fugitive. You ruined Schindler's List. All Jackie Chan movies. Boogie Nights. And take Mama's house. This week was Bob's pick. He got the round robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Young Frankenstein. Classic. I've watched this movie probably every day since I was born. Black and white movie filmed in a time of color. Yes. <laughs> I'm wondering how much of an issue that was for the studio. It was a huge issue. <laughs> oh, yeah. They had to switch studios. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense. All the Frankenstein movies were in black and white. Yeah, right. And that's what they wanted was an homage to it. The time period it was kind of set into. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's confusing because it's a movie from 1974. So it's right. already a super old movie today. And then you see right. it's black and white. I don't know. It's like you, you tend to lump it in with other black and white yeah, movies. Yeah, I feel like young kids today wouldn't wouldn't realize. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, an old black and white movie. 74, yeah, it <laughs> should have been black and white. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> don't, though. <laughs> I love it. I, it wouldn't work in color. Yeah. No, you wouldn't have the same feeling. Did you like it better watching it at night, like I said, or do you like it more with the light on? I tried to watch it at night like three times, and I just kept falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> watching it during the day, I was able to watch the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I always feel like you lose something with black or white when it's light out. Yeah. You said you never saw this before, did you? I never. Yeah, no. I... My uncle, who made me watch all these movies, he tried to make me watch it, yeah. and I didn't. No, I don't want to watch it. It's black and white. Ew, <laughs> gross. He's like, you're going to like it. It's black and white, but trust me, it's funny. Okay, straight to the PSP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Those are like my go-to movies when I'm going to sleep. They're my favorite ones to watch. Yeah. Yeah. To, to you go to sleep. It? You've seen this one before or no? I actually have never seen it from start to finish. I've seen oh, parts yeah. of it, but never the whole thing. Okay. I thought this one would have been right in your wheelhouse, like you've been you've known all about it already. <laughs> I loved it. I watched it about six times. There's yeah. no reason to watch it for six times. I watched it a lot, but the reason was I kept missing stuff. I kept falling asleep. <laughs> I didn't. But I did. I did watch it yesterday. No, see, stop saying that. You're going to give people the wrong idea. No, I know. No, it's. I'm tired. Oh, it's so boring. I went to sleep. No, Bob knows. <laughs> he starts at like one o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well. Also, there's a four year old with ADHD jumping off my face all day, so I am tired. <laughs> yeah. If we want to get through a full movie, we usually have to watch it late and drink like tons of coffee. Yeah. You were talking about the thing being black and white. One of the stories I heard from Mel Brooks was. Uh, when they pitched the movie to the studio, the studio was all in. They were talking about their budget. Everything was great. And he said he was on the way out the door, and he kind of just said it in passing. Oh, oh, by the way, it's black and white. And shut the door and walked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's better when he tells it. because. But he's like, and you just hear an army of Jews racing to the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Man, researching this one. I fell in love with Mel Brooks again. Yeah. All the videos great. you can find on YouTube of old interviews and stuff. This guy, and, and d don't get it twisted. You, He's still doing it. He's yeah. still making interviews and he's still quicker than the guy interviewing him that's 40. Yep. And he's 95. <laughs> yeah. He's like, 
just <clears throat> stuck in genius mode. Yep. 95 years old, never hasn't lost a step yet. No. He's quicker <laughs> than the person interviewing him. I know. <laughs> and, and he does this thing where it seems like he's slow or he's not getting it, but he's doing that on purpose. Yeah. That is his bit. <laughs> Leading you into his next punchline. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't actually his creation. Gene Wilder came up with the idea for this movie. Right. Yeah. He went to Mel Brooks to help him write it and direct it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder met through... Mel Brooks' late wife and Bancroft. Right. They had, he was having all kinds of issues with Blazing Saddles, which we are going to cover on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just got to find it on Blu ray. Yeah. But uh, he was having issues with Blazing Saddles, and that's around the time he met Gene Wilder. They had a guy cast to play the, was it the Frisco kid? No, the Waco kid. No, yeah. which one was it? I think what, it was the Waco kid. Gene Wilder? I think he was the Waco. Okay, yeah. They had different actors. Frisco Kid, I think, was a different movie. Yeah. That was so the many one, kids. Yeah. That was <laughs> the one he did with Harrison Ford. Okay. But it is Gene Wilder, right? Yeah. 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 That's what threw me off. He, first of all, he wanted Richard Pryor to play the sheriff, Black Bart. Right. And he had another actor, I can't remember the name, playing uh, the, the Waco Kid. And they, he met with him on the set. Wilder has suggested he wanted to play that part of Waco Kid. He's like, no, I got two people slated to play that. Right. And then he gets a call out of nowhere. Hey, I have an emergency. Mel Brooks calls Gene Wilder. Uh, I need you to come down here and play the Waco Kid. <laughs> they <laughs> both backed out. <laughs> wow. And then he didn't get to get Richard Pryor. Because if you remember watching Blazing Saddles, Richard Pryor's not in that movie. No. The studios wouldn't allow him to hire him to play Black Bart because he was on drugs. What was the guy's name? Cleavon Little? Is that the one yeah. who played it? Who, okay. who's, he's great. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't say, oh, it would have been better if, if Pryor no. was in it. I mean, I mean it, maybe it, it would have been funnier, but it would have been a different. Yeah, it would have been a different feel. Yeah, I feel like it's the same time period where drugs were okay. <laughs> Not the way Pryor's doing it. <laughs> no, it was that yeah. bad, huh? Yeah, he lit himself on fire. Yeah, it was worse than the Popeye crew. <laughs> he, he was freebasing and lit his head on fire. Yeah, I think the the pipe he was using exploded or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> it was Gene, rough. <laughs> Gene Wilder talks about it in interviews, and it breaks his heart because he's like they they had. He never worked with someone that the chemistry was so strong. He related it to sexual chemistry. <laughs> oh, goodness. Wow. Like, no matter what either one of them said while on set, the other one just went with it fluidly, like, it didn't have to think. Yeah. They both, in, in Stir Crazy, they both started humming the same song. Yeah, they were in, what, five, six movies together? Something yeah, a like bunch. That. Yeah. They worked together perfectly, but he said, outside of the filming, like, out of work, it was nothing like that. We never saw each other. He had his group of friends, because he was doing drugs. Yeah. So he was with his drug addicts. Yep. That's sad. I think my favorite one those two did was probably the see no evil, hear no evil. That one's good. That was pretty good. <laughs> we watched that one with your mom one night, right? I believe so. Yeah. She was all about watching movies, but she always wanted to watch old westerns that I no care for. <laughs> <laughs> but found out she liked Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. I was like, okay, this we can do. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, did Aries watch this movie with you guys? No, he was on a camping trip all weekend. Oh, that's right. But he would have watched it. He yeah, it absolutely, sounds like one he might not have, he might have liked. He absolutely loves black and white. He likes Popeye, and I think he's seen most of the older Frankenstein movies and a couple Psycho I think he's watched. He's really into the Saw and Hostel movies. He always wants to watch those. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> he's probably the only 14-year-old that will sit through a black and white movie with no problem, but that was because... My mother loved black and white movies. <laughs> yeah, she made him watch a ton of them. 
Yeah, originally, um, Columbia Pictures was the one he made the deal with for this movie. Right. And they were already having issues. Like, it was a hard time with them because they wanted to give him the budget of $1,750,000. Right. And that was their bottom line. That was it. Yep. And he needed 2200000 That's yep. what they figured out. But yeah, they went through all this fighting and it was like an hour-long meeting. And then at the end, like you said, he was about to walk out. Oh, and it's going to be in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> no, they just got color in Peru. <laughs> yeah. Then they offer him, okay, so we're going to shoot it. It'll be black and white, but we're going to shoot it on color stock. That way in Peru, we can get we can do color on TV. And he's like, no, because you're going to fuck me. Yeah. You're, you're going to do this and risk a lawsuit and put it out in color to save your company. Yep. He went to Columbia Pictures, and they were just, it was a brand new head of the studio, and he was all about it. Just, yeah, whatever. It's great. Let's do it. <laughs> Ended up getting three million and something for it. No, it went to Fox. What did I say? It was originally Fox, and it went to, it was originally Columbia, Columbia and it went to Fox. It went to 20th Century. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> they gave him three million. Nice. <laughs> 74, that was probably a decent amount for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so many things wouldn't have had like if this wasn't mel brooks making this movie we wouldn't be talking about this movie right the stuff he did like he got the original lab equipment from the original frankenstein movie yeah <laughs> he the found the guy places with the arcing electricity yeah. Yeah. he found the guy that made the equipment for the original movie and he was living in venice beach yeah all and this he, stuff was stored in his garage yeah he just went to visit him and it turned out all the stuff from the movie was in his garage <laughs> awesome so he rented it and put in a credit for him in the movie which didn't happen in the originals he didn't huh. get a credit He's a good guy. He's a genius. Oh my yeah. god! I, like, I, I'm trying not to just only talk about Mel Brooks this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. But man, is he great! His name is Melvin Kaminsky originally. Yeah. He was born June 28th, 1926, in his family's apartment in Brooklyn on the kitchen table. Oh god! <laughs> Fourth son. He still has that table to this day. Yeah. No. <laughs> still stuck to it. <laughs> All four sons went to war, World War II. They joined the army to fight Hitler. Now, that explains a lot of his Hitler jokes throughout his career. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, I know we all kind of research differently when we're doing one of these. Did you guys find the story about playing the Jewish singers over the Nazis propaganda speakers? No. No. So good. I've, I've, I've heard and read three different or four different versions of this story, but the most accurate one seems to be what, what Mel Brooks said on an interview. Because I've heard that one one story was he climbed the, the pole at the Nazi camp and somehow switched it to Joel Olstein, which is a famous Jewish singer from the time. <laughs> and that was one story. But the way he tells it is they were across the river from the Nazi camp. Like the Nazis were on the other side of the river. They're about three miles away. Right. And you heard their propaganda you know, speakers. And so he grabbed a hold of their speakers and started singing Joel Osteen, a Jewish singer, and th over their stuff. And he said when he stopped, he could hear cheering from the other side of the river. <laughs> wow. That's great. That alone would be enough for me to just, oh, Mel Brooks is great. But no, he continues to be awesome in all different ways. Yeah. Tell you, look up Mel Brooks on YouTube and you're going to have a great night. <laughs> His stuff with Johnny Carson is amazing. Even like you said, him doing the newer interviews, like with Kimmel and Fallon. Yeah. He's so much funnier than them and, and just <laughs> puts them to shame yep. during the interview. <laughs> just so witty. Yeah. And he's got like that old <clears throat> vaudeville style. Right. Yeah. Down pat. He doesn't stay in it, but he can jump in it like nothing. And that's yep. <laughs> once he does that, no one can 
keep up with him. <laughs> Carson, I mean, his interviews with J- Johnny Carson, there's about four of them. Um, those two back and forth, they're great. Yeah, they're, they're both. Yeah, I can imagine Carson was electric. Good too. Yeah, I guess we should talk about the movie, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kind of thinking where we're going to get to that part. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I like how they started out being in Victor Frankenstein's home. But he's in the coffin, and the solicitor's taking out the box. Like, I didn't understand that, why his hands were wrapped around and he was a skeleton figure. Yeah, and that's great. I love that the skeleton's not letting go. And, yeah. And yeah. why is his grandpa just died and that decomposed? Yeah. yeah. But that's fine. I'm not going to question. I'm not poking <laughs> holes like I would in normal movies. <laughs> Some of the issues we're going to come across in this one is, when they originally filmed it, this movie was like three hours long. So wow. they had to cut like every, they kept like every third joke and they really? cut so much because it was a, it was terrible. It was abysmal. The, the, the original, it was like uh first blood or yeah, it was like first blood where they had this huge movie that sucked. Yeah. Trimmed it down to this amazing. Right. So <clears throat> we lose a lot of the solicit, the guy you were talking about. Yes. It was a lot about like, I don't even think we ever see what's in the box. No, yeah, I think I he just opens it, it up yeah. in the, his place of work. I'm not sure. Where exactly he was. Right. And then, <laughs> and did we just hear a wolf growl? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Is there an angry wolf mother outside looking for her babies? <laughs> That's definitely on the audio. Uh, we lose Inspector Kemp, a lot of his stuff. Like, we don't find out what happened to his arm. Yeah. I would like to know that, but I mean, it's not important. There's a deleted scene on. on YouTube, you can find it to explain that. I'm sure it would be on this your copy. Weird, you manipulated, yeah, robotic type arm. <laughs> the original creature, Doctor Frankenstein's original creature, had had ripped his arm off. Okay, uh, that makes sense. That's why the town they they mentioned we've been through this five times. It's the five original movies. I if that's, see, it's been so long since I saw the original Frankenstein movie. I wonder if that he did that to a cop in that movie. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I would have had to have been so young the first time I saw those, or the yeah. last time I seen those. I wonder if that's like a throwback. I love that little college course, though, he's teaching in the beginning. Yeah. He's he's so neurotic. Uh, Wilder. Yeah. He's playing Frederick, Frederick Frankenstein. That's a great bit. <laughs> that bit, it, it, like, it, it's so weird with, with Mel Brooks movies because they'll set up a joke in the beginning that maybe isn't super funny, but it's going to come back like 20 minutes later and hit hard. Yeah. <laughs> And that's one of them where he's like, it's Frankenstein. I'm like, okay. And he's having that little debate with the student. But then mm-hmm. later when he meets Igor, that's what makes that joke gold. You mean Igor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marty Feldman steals this movie, I think. Yeah, he's a big part. <laughs> Did you know his eyes weren't always like that? No, no. That's really how his I eyes I thought it are. was just he could manipulate him like that. No, so he, no. he had a career in like radio <clears throat> and a little bit of commercial stuff. And then he had a, a super hyperactive thyroid that was like life threatening, and he got a surgery. Okay. And after the surgery, his eyes enlarged and went outwards. <laughs> and this is like into his career already. So you'll see him with normal eyes. Yeah. And then you'll see him with those Marty Feldman eyes, which. Okay. I'd say probably got him a lot of work and made him a lot of money because <laughs> <laughs> that's something you don't find. Probably not, but no. when he first came out of the surgery and after seeing it, it probably was traumatic for him. Yeah, everyone that, I mean, yeah, because 
That's huge. You yeah. Know, it reminds me of the crazy eyes guy from Mr. Deeds. Yeah. <laughs> but real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I guess it doesn't hurt or anything. It's just his eyes got bigger. Yeah. It's, I, I think it has something to do with behind the eyes swells up. Yeah. And it kind of pushes them out. I mean, if you're not feeling pain, that shit makes you a character actor for life. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Ain't nobody's dealing a rollout from under you. <laughs> yeah, you're the guy that got hit in the electric chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so good in this. Brooks and, and Wilder both were really adamant that they wouldn't break the fourth wall in this one. Yeah. And I would argue Marty Feldman lives he, on the other side of the fourth wall. <laughs> he did yeah. it constantly. He did it yeah. a couple times. He's the only one that really does even, it. Even Wilder did it once. Looked looked directly at the camera one time. Yeah, it's got to be hard not to when you're that. <laughs> yeah, but Feldman made no attempt not to. They said he was the worst on set trying to record the scenes. That that Wilder was the worst one for cracking up. Yeah, he kept <laughs> losing his shit. He yeah. couldn't. <laughs> they had to re- do so many retakes because he just couldn't hold in his laughter. There's tons of videos online of like outtakes and bloopers, and it's always him losing it. You know, Brooks. Had his secret for the for the crew was white handkerchiefs. He told all the crew members to take white handkerchiefs and stuff them in your mouths while we're recording scenes, so that, that <laughs> they, they it would muffle their laughter when they're laughing and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't work. I would end up snorting. Yeah, <laughs> that handkerchief ain't gonna do nothing for me. Yeah. I, I told the extras if you laugh if you laugh during a scene where you're you're gonna get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like they did the credits before the movie. Yeah, That's how weird. most of the older ones are, I think. Is that yeah. how they used to do it? Yeah. Like, it, you see, you know, film directed by Mel Brooks, screenplay by Wilder Brooks. Like, okay, that makes sense. And then it's like <laughs> third camera operator. I'm like, wait a minute. Come on. I want to watch the movie. Am I watching the end of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> it's over already. I think they did it that way because most of the time people just walk out and don't sit and watch it. So they started doing, they did it that way first. Yeah. <laughs> that one guy in his class that was just annoying the hell out of him the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> he, I love that look he gives him because he, he's already corrected him about Frankenstein. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Mr. Frank. And then he stops and Wilder just kind of looks up wildly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he's like in Willy Wonka. He has the same ability to like go from cheery and cartoonish to just kind of creepy and scary. <laughs> his yeah. eyes take over. Yeah. And his hair, his hair is something else. That's yeah. another one. His hair is a part another actor. Yeah, his hair is a character <laughs> in this movie. Should have got top billing. What about the lab <laughs> project they're doing? Oh god. That's Poor old man. The one guy's like, oh, what's yeah. the difference between impulsive and and reflexive or movements. Well, that's good. I'm glad you asked because that has to do with our lab work. They call in Mister Hilltop. Yeah, just the frailest old man gets Wheel rolled in, in. On, a, on a stretcher. Yeah, he's like, all right, hop up, and it takes him so long to get out of the thing. <laughs> nice hop. Nice hop. <laughs> he's a dick. Like this yeah. is a bad guy, yeah. Frederick Frankenstein. Yeah, he's, he's like, okay. It, he goes to kick him in the nuts, and the guy defends himself, like right. backs up. He was like, "See, that's impulsive." And now I'm just going to attach this to the back of his head, <laughs> blocks his <laughs> impulses, and then straight up knees him in the nuts. <laughs> I love that. It's good, good physical humor. It amused me. He's like, "Give him an extra dollar." Yeah, give him an extra dollar. They took the clamp off the back of his neck, and he practically collapsed. <laughs> I was kind of shocked when I was thinking about it. How much? 
language they used that was not good at that time and so much of the sexual innuendo. Were most movies like that at that time? Yeah, late 70s, 80s, yeah. Yeah, that was part of the course, and especially Brooks movies. (laughs) Especially in the 70s, yeah. It wasn't over the top, though. No, that one's way better with Stallone. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah. Flips the switch. (laughs) Just kidding. Not way. I don't think Over the Top is a better movie than Young Frankenstein. I don't want to go on I record saying that. Why? Why you went in that direction? Uh, you said Over the Top. <laughs> We're doing a movie podcast. Name of a movie. It's too long. Come on. Does that have anything to do with the conversation? I know we're doing movies. <laughs> the guy meets with him. The executor of Baron Victor von Frankenstein's yeah. estate. So he decides he's going to go to Transylvania. Which uh, was it? Transylvania originally. That Frankenstein happened in? It was Romania. Okay, because I thought Transylvania was the, the vampire land. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they moved the castle. We cut to the train <laughs> station with the emotional goodbye with Elizabeth, played by Madeline Kahn. Yeah. Who's always hilarious. We did she was in uh Clue we had done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not on the lips. Because <laughs> they kiss her goodbye. Just the worst. <laughs> did did you catch how the solicitor seemed happier and happier as he's going? On and on about his grandfather being a doo doo head <laughs> and not <laughs> knowing it, anything. It seemed like he was getting mad, didn't it? I thought he was getting happier about it. Like, this is another crazy scientist that I'm going to have to deal with. Maybe. I read it totally opposite. I read it as whenever he said something bad about him, he would get like upset. Hmm. What do you think, Bob? Yeah, I think he was kind of irritated by it. Yeah. What about when he stabs himself with the scalpel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Immediately crossed his legs favorite. to hide it. Yeah. This is this mess. Trying to think there's any more great gags in that first scene. Because this movie, it's like every 30 seconds there's a joke getting thrown at you, whether you see it or not. Yeah. I missed a pretty good one oh. the first couple times I watched it. And I didn't walk away. I didn't fall asleep. I was staring right at the screen didn't see it. And it, this morning I watched it and caught it. Uh, the dart scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like that one. Like everything about it's funny, but I miss the fact that when he leaves, the he gets in the car and he, the, they drive the off. Tires yeah. are flat. All the, the tires, <laughs> even the spare. Yeah, car's got eight tires on it. All no, no. Wait, sorry, five <laughs> with the spare. <laughs> They're all dead. He only threw like, what three or four darts. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Madeline. Not Con- to mention the one that went into the cat. That was great. He threw one out the window and you just heard a cat go. And that was improv. Like, we talk about ad-libs by actors, but it's crazy when the director's ad-libbing during the Yeah, that was Brooks did it. (laughs) Yeah, Brooks made made that 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 cat noise. Yeah, Just on the spot. It wasn't in the script or nothing. (laughs) Brilliant. The other thing that was ad-libbed was Marty Feldman with the hump. Mm -hmm. He was moving that hump around on his own and not saying anything to anybody. And then it made it into the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Great Wasn't that hump on the other side? Never mind. What hump? <laughs> I love that there's no hump. Yeah. He just refuses to believe there's a hump, and that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I liked when he was going down the steps from the train station, <clears throat> and Eager's holding the... Igor. The little Igor. Sh- the little short cane. Yeah. The little short cane, and he gets... Frederick. Yeah, Frederick. To walk uh, this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that joke he actually does in like three movies. Like that joke is... <laughs> yeah. That That's the only one I've seen it in. Yeah, he they do it in a uh, history of the world. They do it in. I want to say they do it in Spaceballs. Maybe I don't know. I don't remember. I have to see all these movies again. It's been a while since I've seen Spaceballs. Sylvia told me she hasn't seen Blazing Saddles since she was nine years old. I haven't. Really? No. Wow. That's why I was looking for the DVD. 
Oh yeah, so Elizabeth at the train station with the not the hair, not oh, the lips. Don't smear my my lipstick. <laughs> yeah. Taffeta, darling. They bumped elbows to say goodbye. Yeah, they did the COVID handshake. Fifty-year-old <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> movie doing the COVID handshake. It's great. <laughs> How old is this one? Seventy-four. Almost forty years old. Yeah. No, it's forty. There's no way to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Forty-seven, I would say. Yeah, because the the fortieth anniversary, I think, was in two thousand sixteen. So, yeah, no, that wouldn't make any sense. Two thousand fourteen. <laughs> forty-seven years old. Yeah, forty-seven years old. I'll cut that in in a way where I say the number only really fast. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> like right when we <laughs> ask the question. Yeah, so fifty year old. I mean, close to fifty year old movie, and he right. predicted the COVID handshake. Uh huh. <laughs> I love that he gets on the train, they're leaving, and then the smoke just covers her. <laughs> yeah. She's just, like gagging. The whole shit gets ruined anyway. <laughs> the train ride's kind of good. The, the only really great bit on the train ride is the old couple arguing. Yeah. He was doing it again. <laughs> so what do you want me to do about it? He's doing it all day. Let him do it. <laughs> and then he's like in Germany, and it's another old couple having the same argument, but in German. <laughs> you, you, I don't speak German, but you can tell it's the exact same argument. Yeah. I liked it when he gets to the station. He asks the little boy if this is where he's supposed to be. So, did you get that joke? Did anybody in the room get that joke with the sh- with the shine boy? I'm not sure what you mean. I laughed I because I knew it was supposed to be a joke. Right, I'm in trouble remembering. It upset me. It's he just stops that they're in Transylvania Station and he calls out, "Hey, boy, is this Transylvania?" And he's like, "Yeah, stop twenty nine. Hey, can I offer you a shine?" That. Is lyrics to a song that was famous back then. Really? That's the only joke in that scene. And it drove me nuts because I knew it was supposed to be a joke. Like, this is set up to be... Why would they have this? Yeah. The the, the conductor already said, this is Transylvania. Yeah. So why are you asking this boy? And it, yeah, it's, it's lyrics to a song they go through. Huh. Yeah, I, I didn't catch that though. Did not catch that. <laughs> I just knew I was supposed to laugh and it was supposed <laughs> to be funny. So I went with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, I if it, if I can see it's clearly a joke and I don't get it, I don't laugh. I get upset. <laughs> My brain goes into hyperdrive. Like, what am I missing? <laughs> Start dissecting it. Why did, that go, why did that go over my head? Yeah. If I did that, I think I'd be upset just about half my life because yeah. jokes fly <laughs> over my head like it's not even funny. Yeah. I don't get jokes. <laughs> I I get Disney jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with me, like when I do jokes and you don't get it, it's sometimes it's just because I'm making a pop culture reference that you're not aware of, <laughs> kind of like that joke in that movie that I could not get that was making me so mad. And then you have to spend the next half hour trying to explain it. <laughs> no, I've given up on that. That was like the first three years of our relationship. <laughs> now he just knows better. Yeah. I'm not going to get it, so don't try. Now I say the joke. She kind of looks at me, looks away, and I look away. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. This yes, is where he's we... very Eeyore-y about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it wasn't funny. Uh, this is the first time we meet Igor. I love that sound effect of him sliding up. It's creepy. The, the, the smoke looks great. This is all shot on the back lot of, uh, was it MGM's back lot? I don't remember what lot it was. Yeah, who knows? I, I heard at one point, but I don't remember. But they saved money because it was a set that was already made that they were using for other things. But uh, he's he's just standing on the train station, and you just hear something slinking towards him. <laughs> it's Igor. <laughs> He's like, you must be Doctor Frankenstein. He's like, no, it's Frankenstein. <laughs> you putting me on? 
No, it's pronounced Frankenstein. Do you also pronounce it Froderick? <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> no, it's Frederick. And then at the very end of the whole, this is a long back and forth. He's like, well, you must be Igor. Actually, Igor. <laughs> they told they told me it was Igor. They were wrong, weren't they? <laughs> it's great. He offers to take his bags. I love how he looks at the big one and then decides, oh, I'm not going to He just grabs the small suitcase. Small yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have that back and forth about the hump. I'm actually a brilliant surgeon. I can help you out with that hump. What hump? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> this is, I bet that situation's happened to me in real life, though, where it's like you, you really? try to have that small talk, not specifically about a hump, but it's like the small talk just keeps missing. And finally, it's like, let's do something now. <laughs> yeah. Let us stop talking. <laughs> they walk over to the the wagon with Inga. How do we uh, feel about hop Inga? Hop in the back, <laughs> throws a suitcase in there on top of her. <laughs> yeah. I love Inga. I don't like Frederick. Not as Inga. much as I do. Yeah. <laughs> Inga's a smoke show. Yeah. Now, I was wondering how you guys felt about her because originally... Terry Gar. Yeah. Terry Gar was going to play Elizabeth. I know. Madeline yeah. Kahn was going to play Inga. They had it yeah. switched. They called Marilyn, Madeline Kahn in to come read for the role and she's like, she wanted the other one. Yeah. She didn't want the, the big role. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if it would have played as well. It's hard to say because Madeline Kahn's hilarious. Yeah. Mel Brooks has this talent of finding just hilarious women. Yeah. <laughs> and she's super talented. I mean, she could sing, she yep. could dance, she's funny. Very expressive with her face. Yeah. I guess because I saw her first in Blazing Saddles, I always consider her more of like the frou-frou, stuck up, has to have everything beautiful. So that's my first impression of her. So I liked her better in the same yeah. kind of role. She does play that very well. <laughs> she does the same kind of role in Clue. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I liked her there better. <laughs> they said as soon as she read for the role, she was like, all right, yeah, you got it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you fit that part. And then Terry Gar came in and put on a German accent and read for her role. And she, like, she nailed it, too. Yeah. That was the thing. that They, she, they offered to <clears throat> Madeline Kahn, and she decided she wanted to be. Elizabeth. So right. Terry Gar was coming in to read for Elizabeth. Yep. And Brooks and Wilder were like, well, hey, why don't you come in tomorrow with a German accent and then we'll see if you can do this bigger role. And she goes, like, yes, I can do that. Like she did. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. she, she did it on the fly. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, you have it. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> I love it. You know, she doesn't have nice things to say about Gene Wilder. Really? Yeah, she's the only person that was like, when they asked about how it was, she's like, Gene Wilder's a jerk. Really? She wow. did not like him. <laughs> she's weird. Another, I mean, we're missing the third great, hilarious female actress. Uh, oh, yeah. Cloris Le Le Leachman. Leachman, yeah. Who I didn't recognize her, because she's in makeup and everything. Frau Brewer. Fla yeah, flower. I truthfully thought that woman was ugly. She's like, not. Well, that's what I was going to say. I truthfully thought just on overall average, she has to be an ugly woman when she gets out of her costume. <laughs> and then I saw the interview with her. I was like, she's drop-dead gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> and she's kept her looks. I mean, even uh -huh. in her older age, I think she worked longer than any any of them. Really? Yeah. Because she was in uh, The Longest Yard, which, of huh. course, she wasn't playing a bomb. In The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler, she was the secretary and made him dress up in the underwear, do the, the commercial Okay, her. yeah. <laughs> uh, Spanglish, she was the mo uh, the wife's mom, mm -hmm. who the wife was all crying. Catherine Zeta-Jones, was that her? Yeah. 
She's crying because Sandler cheated on her, and the mom's just like, "Oh well, you suck. <laughs> Get over it." And I think she was she was the grandma in Bad Santa. Those are the three things I knew her from. But I that's all from like when she's older, right? So yeah. I didn't recognize her as at all young. She doesn't look younger there. <laughs> no, she, she is. She she's was playing she, old. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying she doesn't look young there. <laughs> yeah, she was made up to look like this stern kind of. Yeah. Flower Blue Yeah. I love how the horses react when they hear her name. <laughs> yeah, every single time. Yeah, even, even like 40 even minutes in later. later scenes yeah. in the movie inside that castle. That's what <laughs> makes it funny, though, because like the first couple of times we hear it, it's like, okay, I get the gag. All right. Yeah. And then, of course, Marty Feldman putting the button on the end is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like they're going inside, and he's like, all right. And then he just pokes back out, Bluka. <laughs> and he smiles at the audience. <laughs> so good. But yeah, like 45 minutes later, we're, we're past all that. Someone says her name and you just hear from the distance the horse is going crazy. <laughs> I love that. They're trying to drive home how evil she might be. It's like they wait till you for sure forget about the bit and then they throw it at you one more time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did you find out why the candles weren't lit? Because they drove me crazy. It was on purpose. It was a bit. It just wasn't very funny. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> it took me out of the whole thing. Oh, God. Well. It did for me. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> what was it? Oh, the pigeons last time? <laughs> like I hated the movie because the, the white pigeon wouldn't fly first. The brown pigeon would fly first because it's brown pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I You talking about when the they were movie. going up the staircase and she's like, be careful the stairs. It could be treacherous. Yeah. Because the candles weren't lit. They yes. weren't lit, but I didn't get... I mean... It doesn't play like a joke. He's like, stay close to the camera. Because it's black and white already, so I'm having a hard time distinguishing if they're lit or not. I just, yeah. I gave, I assumed, I gave it to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that joke went over my head. Even when it was, exp- she pointed out they weren't lit. I'm like, yeah, but it's, maybe they meant for it to be lit. I don't know. <laughs> it just drove me crazy. The ones in the background were so bright and pretty, and that just wasn't there. <laughs> they actually, when they were carrying candles around, they, they did the, um, Kind of to copy the way that they did the original Frankenstein, they backlit a lot. Yeah. And so the candles actually had bulbs in them. A little light that shined into their, on their faces. Yeah, with a cord that went into their sleeves and down to their shoes. Yeah. Seemed like a lot to do. <laughs> yeah, they had batteries back then. Yeah. <laughs> I love when they're riding in the, in the wagon. Another just throwaway joke. You hear the the, the wolf howl. And goes like, werewolf. <laughs> Frederick's like, werewolf? And then there's Igor. I, Igor, yeah. Their wolf. Their castle. Point, pointing into the yeah. woods. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? I thought you wanted to. <laughs> all that stuff is great. <laughs> yeah, they do something in this one, and I think it's in all of them. Mel Brooks loves to do it. It's They have like the setup, the punchline, and that's usually the joke. But they have the setup, the punchline, and then the reaction. They hold on it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hard with me. I'd be cracking up like like Wilder was. <laughs> yeah. Then we get the knockers joke. Yeah. I'll be honest. It took me like I I, I gave a, a bunch of giggles and like guffaws, like snorts at some of the jokes. When I actually burst out laughing, when it got me hard, I'll I'll, I'll wait till we get there. But yeah. there's one time in this movie where I lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Building it up like 20 minutes in advance. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to bed, and this is where we kind of get the hint that Flau Bluka is obsessed with Victor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's trying to make out with his picture on the way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was kind of flirting with Gene Wilder, right? Because she's like... It felt like it a little bit. He's trying to go, would you like some... 
Brandy before you retire? I no, thank you. <laughs> I thought she was basically straight asking if we wanted her to go to bed with him. No, she was asking about Brandy. Yeah, well, I took it the other way. Or warm milk. Or Ovaltine. Ovaltine. <laughs> what? <laughs> I read somewhere that the Ovaltine line was improv. Really? Yeah. yeah. It might have been. <laughs> It was just so, it just felt so out of place though. What about his nightmare? <laughs> yeah, that, I, I gotta say, that was probably my least favorite part of the entire movie. It's funny. <laughs> the, what, just him repeating that line over and over again. Destiny, destiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, but it just, it didn't, I don't know. It's unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> destiny, destiny. He was speaking way too clearly to be asleep. <laughs> no escaping that for me. <laughs> They hear the music coming from behind the but the music we haven't talked about it yet but it's fantastic the violin it's music yeah the violin music even the the score like yeah. when we first open in the credits you hear kind of a hint of because they have like a, a theme for Frankenstein like the scary parts and we yeah. hear that and the lullaby that they play on the yeah. violins is great it's is there a frog in the studio that was me that time oh. <laughs> I think <laughs> my ears kind of vibrated. <laughs> I don't know if I did it or if somebody else did. Sylvia's given us her best. Poli- <laughs> What's the guy from Police Academy that does like the the fly sounds oh, yeah, and everything? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what is his name? He's the great. wolf ate the frog. Soon we're gonna get a fly noise. <laughs> I'm so tired and hungry. <laughs> uh, so they. <laughs> Frankenstein and I'm going to say Gene (laughs) Gene and and Inga go to the bookcase where they're hearing the music and he starts trying to find like the secret yeah that was great (laughs) grab that candle (laughs) put it back yeah you just hear put the candle back (laughs) but it spins too much there's like a whole little gag there and then finally they figure out how to get he like uses his body to trap himself now listen to me very carefully do not put the candle back (laughs) She pushes, gets him out, and then she goes to the other side. And then he starts thinking about what he's going to do. He's like, okay, so if that's it. And then you just hear from the other side, put the candle back. (laughs) (laughs) And then another really funny part, but didn't make me laugh out loud, gave a snort. When they're going through that secret area and they see the skulls. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Three years dead, (laughs) two years dead, six months dead. It's all these skulls in different forms of de- decomposition, which I guess the three years and two years dead were actual real skulls. Really? It's the six months dead that they made for the movie, and then you got freshly dead, and it's just Igor <laughs> with his face in the cubby <laughs> hole. Yeah. I ain't got no body. <laughs> yeah. You see a light in the side room. Yeah. Go into there. Igor's like, wait, doctor, it might be dangerous. You go first. Yeah. <laughs> I love he doesn't put himself in any kind of harm or danger. He Everything, there's so many little tiny... I didn't even notice this the first time I watched it, but when they went in that side room and found the violin, like, this this is where the person was that was playing the music. Yeah. Igor reached out and touched the violin and goes, yes, it's still warm. Still warm, yeah. <laughs> well, even before that, when they're going... They, they, when he notices the light, he's like, look, shh. He's pointing. Igor just starts rubbing his head on his arm. <laughs> and that's great. <laughs> still warm i'm like wait a minute <laughs> how warm does a violin get from playing yeah. it? <laughs> that's so good i would imagine it's 
really warm because the bow's going on the strings at a phenomenal rate. All that, all that friction, so that, yeah. <laughs> that's heating that up like crazy. So he finds his grandfather's secret library. Right. And Finally. happens to find the book, How I Did It, by Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was funny how he's reading, he's getting so excited, and he his eyes are kind of turning glazed and mad, like he's going mad. And the other two are just heads on the table and like, oh, goodness. Can we just go to bed now? <laughs> it's great stuff. When all three of them are on camera, it's it's hilarious. Watch mm-hmm. them all. Even the ones that aren't talking, definitely keep watching. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff going on in the background yeah. all the time. You were right. There's so much stuff you catch every time you watch it. I watched it twice in the past week since I picked Actually, no. I watched it three times in the past week since I picked it. And, I, and I'm pretty sure if I watch it again, I'll pick up more stuff yeah. that I didn't see yet. Yep. Or didn't catch. <laughs> I like the smiling portrait when, he's, when he screams out, it could work! Yeah. And then you see the, the portrait of his grandfather start smiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if those things are still in existence? Those paintings of him? I hope so. <laughs> I want them to exist. They were pretty good. <laughs> they figure out... I'm I, I, it went over my head a little bit, the explanation as to why it had to be a giant person. I think something about the electroshock, have, it could like bust the smaller veins or it wasn't capable or something like that. Something weird. I buy it. Yeah. That's about. I'm already going to buy that. That's gonna about the idea Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inga's line. He would have an enormous schlongstocker. <laughs> schlongstocker. I like Igor. What would he say? He said... It'd be very popular. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Terry Gar made up that schlongstalker word on the spot. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was pretty sure when I heard it, it wasn't a real word. <laughs> What's well, like the like name it. of the dessert they're eating later on? Really? I tried to write it down, but I just ended up with a ton of letters, and I'm not even sure what it said. <laughs> yeah. Just making up foreign words. <laughs> yeah. About Peter Boyle as the creature in this one. He was great. So good. <laughs> that scene where... Uh, Frau Brewer was playing the violin. Yeah. And he immediately started like chasing invisible butterflies. <laughs> yeah. He had lived that. He did. He okay. just came up with that on the spot on his own. You kind of have to. Cool. You got nothing else to do. They gave him no lines. I know. He's not allowed to talk. He just has to go. Mm. Yeah. And they're at, like, Brooks is asking for things that just seems hard to do. He's like, hey, I know we got you strapped into this table. You can't move anything, but can you still kind of look menacing? And all he had <laughs> yeah. to do was just look left and right with his eyes, and that was how he did it. <laughs> Grunt a little bit. Yeah. I feel like Michael Myers could have done it, too. <laughs> but we immediately cut to a man, we don't know it's Peter Boyle yet, getting hung. Right, Super yeah. dark. And then followed up with them burying him. They need a fresh body. Yeah. I like that when they're trying to get the body. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And it falls out. And the cop shows up. Need a hand? Uh, no, I got one. And then Wilder does this great work with it. it's the it's the corpse's hand falls out of the coffin. Yeah, just giant hand. <laughs> and Peter Boyle's not that. I mean, he's six two. Right. Not that big. The hand's huge. Well, they made him bigger enough. He padded him down to make him thicker. Yeah, and, and give him. Big boots. <laughs> this is what this is the movie that taught me that Sylvia never watched an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh yeah, I'm like it's Peter Boyle, it's the dad from Everybody Loves Raymond. She's like, ah, is that a movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't like comedy shows. <laughs> I hardly watch comedy movies. It's like the biggest show since Seinfeld. I don't like that one either. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, what? <laughs> Don't like Cheers either. Mine's a completely 
Cheers, I'll, I'll give you because even though, wow. <laughs> but Seinfeld? There's something in that show for everyone. No, there isn't. There's no death there for me. I'm good. <laughs> His wife dies. Afterthought. <laughs> like Seinfeld's wife died? No. What are you talking about? I think it's George's wife in the beginning of the show. Maybe I never saw the first episode. Maybe. <laughs> I don't even know. I just said that to like <laughs> say there's death. I'm sure there's death in the show. <laughs> Not know. enough of it. I like they got the body. It's on the table. And he's like, all right, now with this fantastic body, all we need is a perfect brain. Yeah. He's like, Igor, you know what to do. I think so. <laughs> and you know it's not going to work. But so, of course, you go to the brain depository. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it has the. Where else do you go to get a on brain? On the door, it's like after 5 p.m., slip the brains through the slot in the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is this place? But he sent him to get Hans Delbrook's brain. Yeah, I don't even know if that's a real person, honestly. <laughs> it is. Is it? Yeah. If you look it up, it is a real person. Some old genius. Yeah, ba- basically. But I like on the, on the jar, it's like. Genius and saint. <laughs> really? <laughs> like he's the best guy. <laughs> Unfortunately, his hand slips or something. Yeah, and the so brain good. smashes. He, he scares himself breaking into the place. He reaches his hand through the <laughs> slot to unlock the door, opens the door slowly and sees his hand and gets freaked out. <laughs> he goes and gets the brain. He starts walking by this giant mirror because it's a brain depository. So you'd have like a wall length. Oh, mirror. yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> and the lightning strikes and he looks at the reflection and drops it, scares himself again. <laughs> they cut the line, but he had a line right after where he looked right at the camera and says, the funny thing is I really tried. <laughs> <laughs> but he grabs another brain. The one that says abnormal brain do not use. Oh no, it's abnormal. Yeah, it's abnormal. <laughs> I love that he didn't read it right. That'd be something I would have done. Yeah. It was so what if. <laughs> uh, Abby someone. <laughs> we get the town meeting the whole town's in an uproar there's a new frankenstein in the house and right. he's gonna do his grandfather's work yeah because in in the story of this movie they're pretty much saying that all five of the original movies happened in this town right. so they've had to deal with this every time the one guy's like you know what this is he's a scientist they're all the same they say they want to help man but they really just want to rule the world I'm like, i don't know Anyone's ever characterized scientists that way. Only Pinky and the brain. That's true. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> wants to rule the world more than anyone. Yeah. And he's the most scientific of them all. Good pull. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> this is where we first get Inspector Kemp. I love him. Yeah. It's so good. Can he? Kenneth Mars. Can he, he Mars? has to repeat everything because nobody yeah. understands what he's saying. Mel His Brooks accent said, is so strong. Yeah. Brooks said when he first was reading it that he had to stop him. He's like, your, your German accent is so good that no one can hear a damn thing you're saying. <laughs> he had to like slow down his German accent. And then he ends up having this weird cartoonish. Yep. We must confirm. Like this weird. <laughs> I love his accent. In this. Yep. It's over the top. Oh, yeah. Flips the switch. <laughs> turns it on. <laughs> Stallone gets his son. Oh, God. <laughs> he lets his son drive a semi in that movie. Wonder, you got to keep keep going back to one of the one of the lesser popular Stallone movies. <laughs> <laughs> keep saying the name of the movie. It's also a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
in case you were unaware. Yeah. <laughs> I need to hear that phrase again. Like, I need a bullet to the head. That's another movie. Stolen movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this whole section of the podcast is expendables. <laughs> yeah. So they do the experiment. It seems to be a failure. I don't think there's a lot of real gags during the experiment when they're trying to actually bring him to life. No, not a whole lot. Gene Wilder was kind of a little wacky though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought there was a joke and I rewound to check and it wasn't a joke. Yeah. Because he's like, flip the third. He goes through all three switches. He's like, flip the third switch. And Igor is like, you sure the third switch? And you look what he's about ready to flip and it says the works on it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, so I bet you every switch had like a name. So I rewound it to see what the first two switches were. No. Nothing. It just says the works. <laughs> so. Thought there was a joke. There wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these kind of movies you got to be prepared though. They come at you and you don't even know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for them. It's a failure. They're having dinner. He's distraught. I, I did like when he was like, uh, Inga's like, it's okay. We could try again or something, but don't be discouraged. And he's like, no, no. Science has taught me to have dignity and take your failures along with your successes. And he turns around and starts choking him. I hate you. What have you done to me? (laughs) Inga's like, stop. You're going to kill him. (laughs) Dead. I don't want to be alive. I don't want to be alive. But they're eating dinner. And goes like, you, you haven't even touched your food. <laughs> Smash it. Start, start smacking mashed potatoes. <laughs> there, see, I've touched it. <laughs> but then it cuts to them having dessert. I was like, did he get up and wash his hands? How'd this happen? Yeah, yeah they, they <laughs> cut that right there because the, the crew started cracking yeah, up when he did that. They couldn't get it. Even Wilder, there's clips of Wilder cracking up after he slaps the meat. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Igor is supposed to have a line. This reminds me of what my father used to say at times like this. And he asked Mel Brooks if he could change, like if he could add a little bit of time in between the second part. And Brooks is like, yeah, try it. He says it and it's like a full minute. He's like, this reminds me of what my father used to say at times like this. And then just a full minute of silence. And then Wilder's like, what? What? And they cut it. It's not in the movie. But Mel Brooks says it was hilarious. I don't know why they cut it. He's like, what? What did what did he say? And he's not supposed to say that. It's not in the script. It just right. took so long. <laughs> Get out the bathroom. Give someone else a chance. <laughs> yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's just full on Igor. You said they cut that part with him saying? It's in, but they cut the, the minute long the silence. Okay. Yeah. Pause, <laughs> the yeah. awkward, everybody looking around like, is he going to say the line? <laughs> They, they switched to dessert, like you said. And I tried to write down the name of the dessert because Igor was like, what is this? Schwarzwalder Stickstock. What is it? <laughs> I tried to write it down and, and literally I just ended up with a bunch of S's and T's and stuff. <laughs> so I don't you know what they You didn't have were your subtitles on? No. I can't. If I'm trying <laughs> to enjoy a movie, I can't have subtitles because I can't not read them. Yeah. I'm just forced to stare at the bottom of the screen the whole time. <laughs> Like, I can watch a movie with... Like, you got to do like Igor. You're going to have one eye on the bottom, one eye on the yeah, bottom. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brooks said, the only thing about Marty Feldman is if you want to hide from him, you just got to put your nose to his nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he can't see you. <laughs> oh, they're, they're eating the food. They hear the... From yeah. the basement. The monster is alive. They run down. Wilder's like, you got the sedative ready? And he goes like, yep. So he starts unbuckling everything, letting them loose. Walks around a little bit, and then... 
Igor lights a cigarette, and the fire makes the monster freak out. Yep. So he's like, quick, grab the... And he's getting choked, so he can't say it. So he starts doing, like, the charades game. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like head said. Yeah, said. Uh, yeah. And sounds like give? Said a give. Get the set a give. It takes a while for them like, to figure out. What that means. Like, you just... He just said have the sedative ready. <laughs> I love that. He, he asked him to step away after they get him all sedated. Igor... That... That was Hans Delbruck's brain in there, right? <laughs> no. Good, 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 good. So whose brain did we put in that? I love that he promises he won't get mad at Yeah, him. I won't get mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he starts choking him. And then I missed this the first time. Igor starts doing the bit, the charades bit. Oh, yeah. He's like, quick, get the... And he starts tapping his hand like sounds like... <laughs> but they get interrupted by Inspector Kemp knocking at the door. Right. He's so rude. He's dealt with a lot. He's so <laughs> rude. I love that Frederick's doing good at the dartboards. He's having an excellent time. And then he goes and ruins everything. Just cheats. <laughs> Inspector Camp is a huge cheater. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how he kind of, what would you call that? Like trots to the dartboards quietly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take my tiptoe. Wilder turns his back and he just goes and sticks every dart in the bullseye. Turns back around and starts doing the sounds. <laughs> nice grouping. Yeah. And it's Wilder's chair to throw. And every time he goes to throw the dart, Kemp just screams a word. Yeah. Well, here in Transylvania. <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally missed that all the darts were in those tires the first couple times I watched it. That's great. Why was Wilder throwing the darts backwards? You saw that, right? I started thinking, like, is that a way to throw darts? I, I don't know if it is or not, but I, I've never seen anybody do that he throws before. throws them with the feathers facing the dartboard. Yeah. <clears throat> never saw anybody do that before. I don't know if that's a thing or not. Yeah. <laughs> After that meeting, Flau, Flau Bluka, yeah. I knew I was going to have a problem. I had to write down phonetically, uh, releases the monster. She right. goes down yeah. there and just decides she's going to let him go. Yep. Which I don't know how she instinctively knew. He was a good person or whatever. Yeah, she's just in her own <laughs> I, world. She don't know yeah, what brain he got. I mean, come on. <laughs> I think they've had so many mishaps with the last five that she's just determined this one has to be good no matter what. Yeah. This is the, that that I missed. The first couple times I saw it, I completely missed her letting him go, his little romp around town. Oh, yeah. That was your little nappy time. That was my nap, nap time. <laughs> Probably why I missed the tire bit too. Yeah, we get the little girl at the well. <laughs> that was I great. love my flower. <laughs> they they give you like a scary yeah, like he's, gonna, he's yeah. sure, sure going to throw that kid in the well. He, he, she gets <laughs> hit, him to start picking the flower and throwing it in the well, and then they run out of flower, and she's like, "What are we going to throw in next?" And he just kind of smiles, looks at her, looks at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And her mother and father going back and forth about the monsters loose. And did she put him to her to bed and everything. Right. <laughs> That's where I think we may have lost something, too, because I don't understand why the village people know it's loose. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They don't really show them knowing that until it's just the mother <clears throat> and father boarding up their windows because the monster's loose. Did he actually say the monster's loose? Yeah, he said with the monster loose in town, we need to board up tight. He did say that. Okay, yeah. I missed that. 
<laughs> she gets him to sit. We, we cut back to them, and he didn't throw her down the well. Thank yeah, God. no. <laughs> She's yelling at him to get on the seesaw. Although seat she kind of did get thrown. Yeah. <laughs> it's her own fault. She yelled at him to do it. Yeah, what a demanding little child that was. Yeah, worked out great, though. She flies through her own window into her bed. Just as the parents walk in the bedroom trying to find her. And then we get the blind monk. Yeah. So originally when this hit theaters, they did not credit Gene Hackman in this. Really? His name was not in the credits because he didn't get paid to do it. Oh, yeah. And, and it seems He actually like, asked to be in it, yep. didn't he? He just He's wanted... Like, just, just give me a bit part or something. He had done... A walk-on. Uh, a movie with Gene Wilder. I think it was Wilder's first movie. Anyway... But yeah, he he walked on. He, he wanted to start getting into comedy, so he wanted to have a role, like a small. He was expecting to be like soldier number two or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they decided to make him that guy. Yeah, <laughs> which was great. Yeah, but I guess it's really bad for actors to do stuff for free. Look at what Stallone was talking about that in that interview that he did. Copland. After a bunch of these actions that were making him millions and millions of dollars, he did Copland, but he didn't take his usual cut. He like. Did it for pennies. Really? Because yeah. he wanted to do a dramatic role and show that he could do more than just these action movies. Right. And it ruined his career for a decade. Really? Wow. These studios were like, why would we hire you for that price when you just did Copland for that? Yeah. And so he couldn't get work. He started doing a lot of these dumb movies. It, it took until, after Copland, it took until uh, the the new Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Really? Before he started getting his career back on track. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. The, the studios are just like, you're going to do it for free? <clears throat> So I'm guessing that's why Hackman didn't have his name in the credits and everything. All right. You wouldn't know. If you're watching this movie, you would not be able to tell that's Gene Hackman. Yeah, no. I completely forgot. Honestly, I did recognize him. Did you? I completely forgot he was in it, but I did recognize him. And I'm questioning in my head, is that? I had to keep asking myself, is that Gene Hackman? I, dude, it got me. I really did not know. Uh-huh. I love that bit, though. That whole thing is great. Yeah. Goes to pour the soup and he dumps it on his lap. Yeah. Hot boiling soup. Everything he offers, this guy goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you start to feel for the monster in that one. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I love how he looks up to the sky like he's looking at God, like, why? <laughs> the way with the wine. Yeah. He's all excited about the wine and he gets, goes to take a sip. Wait, first a toast. And he just demolishes the cup with his metal mug. Yeah. <laughs> then he gives him the cigar, lights his thumb on fire. Monster didn't seem to even know what a cigar was, so he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't holding it right, and he set his thumb on fire. I don't think it mattered how he hold it, held it. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't he have mattered. Yeah, he could put his hands behind his back and he set his nose on fire. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he storms out. Hackman has that great improv line. <laughs> I was gonna make espresso, <laughs> and that wasn't in the script, and it no. fades to black really quick because they had to use the first take because they tried it again. And every time they did it, someone cracked up. Yeah. They could not get a clean take of it, so they just used the first take and had it cut to black real quick. Yeah. It worked. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> Frederick starts playing the song as a bum in the alley. Yeah. And, like, tricks the monster. It's kind of, like, all covered up. Can't yeah. barely tell who it is. They capture him with a net, sedate him again. Everyone just knows how to play violins, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, looking up this movie, it turns out everyone involves a jazz drummer. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone started out as a drummer, piano, guitar. I played violin. Did you? Like 40 years ago, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm more of a cello guy myself. Oh, yeah. Do you think you still remember how to play the violin? Parts of it. Like, ah. certain things I remember how to do. Could you play the lullaby for the Frankenstein monster? That was all I did was freaking lullabies. I was in, I was in we're gonna, elementary school. 
We're yeah. going to borrow your sister's violin and we're going to oh, bring it in and we're going to make the oh, show God. our audience how yeah. many can Oh, wait, there's a violin <laughs> in the family? Uh, I never played it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was a thank you present from the wedding. She has a violin. <laughs> we can borrow yeah. it. <laughs> we got, it's like hot pink, right? No, that's the <laughs> nice. one we got your niece. Oh, right. We got her a real violin. Yeah. <laughs> so they capture the monster. They put him in a cell in the castle. <laughs> Wilder's about to go in. He's like, okay, now listen carefully. I'm going to go in here for the good of mankind. And no matter what I say, no matter what I do, and you know where the bit's going. <laughs> no matter how much I beg and plead, you do not open this door. You ruin all my work. Goes in there. <laughs> the monster just kind of starts to sit up. He's like, let me out, let me out, let me out, let me out. <laughs> yeah. I was kidding. You never heard a joke before. Let me out. <laughs> They're not opening the door. He turns around. He's just like, Hello, handsome. <laughs> Starts flattering the hell out of him. Yeah, yeah. You're good, but you're just a mama's good boy or something like <laughs> Did that. Did he yeah. end up sitting on his lap? Yeah, sitting on his lap, petting his head, kissing his forehead. He fell in love with the monster. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I liked Igor's line right before he went in. Nice working with you. Yeah. <laughs> he decides he's going to do an exhibition to show the scientists of the world that this could happen, what he's done. They're at that stage with all the scientists in the audience. and It's weird because you, you got a packed crowd, like a packed house, standing room only. Right. And the announcer steps onto stage and everybody loses their shit. Yeah, woo! <laughs> yeah. Some guy that's announcing. And then the guy who's on the marquee walks out, Dr. Frankenstein, everybody's like, boo, yes. we hate you. <laughs> he starts to talk. He's like, Ladies and gentlemen, scientists, and they hiss at him, <laughs> tests, <laughs> shows that he can walk forwards and backwards on his heels, mm -hmm. and he's like, now to step into genius, immediately <laughs> goes into a performance of putting on the Ritz with, with like tuxedos and canes and choreographed dance, <laughs> it's great, it's like the best scene in the movie, and <laughs> It only works if Wilder is fantastic. And he is. He's a great singer. He's a great dancer. And that's why yeah. it works. But it's like, da, 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 da. Like, I don't even know the words. But it gets to the point where you're supposed to be putting on the Ritz. And it goes to the monster. And he's just, and I lost my shit. <laughs> that was the moment I burst out laughing. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And I guess they didn't really know. No, he didn't know. That was spontaneous. He yeah. didn't know what he was going to do. They didn't know what he was going to do when it was his turn to <laughs> he sing. Just, he just spit that out like that. It looked like he was using his mouth wrong. Like he didn't know <laughs> what hole to use to make sounds happen. It yeah. was so bad. I think he was trying to yell through his neck. It's so <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> that was apparently the only argument Wilder and Brooks had about this movie. Yeah, Brooks wanted to. Leave that out. Yeah. Cut it all together. He wanted to cut it. He's like, if we're really doing an homage, we're not doing the fourth wall breaks, which is the reason Brooks wasn't allowed to be in the movie. He's I always know, in the yeah. movies. Yeah. Wilder said, you can direct, but you can't be in this one. Yeah. Even if it's a big party, he always appears in something. Yeah. Why? Because you break the fourth wall. You look at the camera and like, hi, ladies and gentlemen, you ruined <laughs> yeah, the movie. Constantly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Marty Feldman had that covered. Did that constantly the yeah. whole movie. <laughs> But yeah, he, he wasn't going to do it. He's like, this doesn't make sense. This is There wasn't a musical number in the original Mary Shelley. Right. And Wilder just fought with him and fought with him. It was like red in the face. And then finally, Brooks is like, all right, it's in. What? Why did you make me go through all this? Well, if you didn't fight for it, I knew it would be wrong for the movie. But you <laughs> fought for it. So maybe it'll work. <laughs> yeah. 
I kind of wish he had won. I didn't like that part. I, really? The only part that made me laugh out loud? Yeah, I wish it wasn't there, too. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like when he screamed out. I would have been okay with if he didn't scream out. Putting on the Ritz? Yeah. That's the literally my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> it's literally my least favorite part of well, the movie. <laughs> takes all kinds. They're back at the castle. Oh, well, he gets a... Re- that I think a light goes bad on the stage. Oh, yeah. One of the lights explode and it's kind of flashes. Yeah. Sends him off into a rage again. Yeah. The cops storm the stage, which I don't know why they didn't arrest him in the first place because Kemp went there to make sure he was not doing this experiment. He's like, I promise you, I'm not doing this experiment. (laughs) Cut to everyone come see live my new monster I made. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, they, they capture him. They chain him up in the cells in the jail. And we're back at the castle with Inga and, and, uh, Frankenstein. Why can I not remember the name Frankenstein? Because I want to say Frankenstein, but <laughs> everyone assumes that's the name of the monster. And when we say that, we're talking about the monster, and it's not the it, name of the monster. Yeah, the monster, the monster never monster. had a name. The monster's name yeah. was always the monster. In this one, they call him the creature. <laughs> oh. But anyway, so Frederick, <clears throat> Froderick, and Inga are back at the lab, and they just decide to do it. They're just going to do it now. <laughs> She's relieving his stress. Yeah. Intention. We lose a lot of that too, because there's a lot of back and forth about like they want to, but he won't because of his wife. And right. that all gets cut. So it just goes straight Fiance. to. Fiance. Financier. I like that. He's like, this is my financier. F- uh, financer. I mean, uh, anyway. Basically, because <laughs> her father was filthy rich. Yeah. But she sucks. Yeah. At least to him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, I don't like that part either. That sucks. That's like the one part of the movie that's like, eesh. I'm talking about the rape scene. Uh, <laughs> oh, the monster. No, I wasn't yeah. thinking yeah. about, well, I was thinking about that when you said it, but I was thinking about her conversation afterwards. Yeah, it's just, it's a joke that kind of got played out by the 90s, and now it's kind of offensive of like, oh, this is the stuck up bitch. She just needs to get fucked right. And that's the joke and i hate that it sucks it's not a funny joke but at the time it was probably not as cliched and horrible Mm -hmm. but it's horrible oh yeah this woman needs just to get the right dick no (laughs) that's a rape what did uh what did did the assistant call it again schlongstucker (laughs) yeah 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 she well she didn't even want to until she Encountered the Schlongstucker. Yeah, she didn't want to until it was inside her. Okay. <laughs> no, I think she was happy when she saw it. <laughs> Immediately started singing. Uh, she's still saying stuff like, no, don't stop. Even when he was on top of her. Yeah. After she's seen the... But yeah, she sings. <laughs> like, it's immediately okay. Yeah. Which is a bad yeah, message it's... to put out there. Listen, I know she's going to say no, but you just got to get it in there. and she'll... It's cool. She'll sing. <laughs> Yeah, big Weinstein vibes. <laughs> but I mean, we—that's we, not what happens next. What happens next? She arrives because uh, Flau Bluka comes in looking for him, right? And he has that. I told you never to come in while I'm working. They're just laid naked on the table, smoking yeah, cigarettes up, up up in the air where the yeah. lightning was going to strike. Well, that's where you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, great view of the stars, I guess. Yeah, good thing it wasn't lightning. That's true. <laughs> She's like, well, I just figured I'd let you know your wife's going to be here any second or your fiance's going to be here any second. He jumps up, starts getting I suggest you put on a tie. <laughs> <laughs> they meet her at the front gates and uh, 
Igor is just in love with her. <laughs> yeah. He starts talking about talking to her when she's getting out of the car, like, we're gonna run away together. This is this is our night together. And then Frederick comes walking up. He's like, just act cool, act cool, act cool. And she just hasn't said anything. She's like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> They're on the stairs introducing each other. And Elizabeth's already kind of weird about Inga. She's like, so what is it exactly you do here? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Igor, will you help me with the bags? Yeah, you take the blonde. I'll take the one in the turban. <laughs> yeah. That was a hard scene to shoot because, like you said, bites the the. She's got what? What is it like a fox? Yeah, yeah some like kind of minx. minx or something. Fox, uh, uh, mink, whatever. Shawl. Shawl around her neck. An animal necklace. Yeah. <laughs> bites <laughs> the side of the end. <laughs> he says, "He's like you take you take her. I'll take the one in the turban." And then he goes, <laughs> "Yeah," and starts biting the thing on her neck. They had to do that scene like eight or nine times. Because he kept getting a piece of it in his mouth. <laughs> so pulled, when the actors pull look away at him, and there's white fuzz. Yeah, yeah, he'd have like the ear in his mouth <laughs> and no one could keep a straight face. They finally managed to get it get it done to where it was usable and it was it's still you could still see see Wilder's face kind of oh, contorting, yeah. trying not to laugh. Yeah, it looks like everyone's <laughs> trying not to laugh. Yeah. We cut to the jail cell where our boys still chained up. There's a jailer in there kind of taunting him and yeah. lights a match and realizes it scares him, gets a kick out of it, lights another one, and then the monster just starts choking him to death. Yep. <laughs> Breaks the chains like nothing, escapes again. Then the riot gets formed, the mob. Mm-hmm. They go to Inspector Kemp's house. He's like, a riot is a dangerous and bad thing, and it's about time we had one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. There's another gag there you'll miss if you don't pay attention. They're they're walking through the woods with torches, and there's just one villager who doesn't have a torch, and he just walks straight into a tree. <laughs> I did like that part. <laughs> My note here is creature does stuff with Elizabeth. <laughs> She's great, and this is the scene where she has that joke. It's like. Seven times has always been my lucky number. And he hears the music starts to get up, and she's like, "I just like all men." <laughs> <laughs> I love Jason. You better not talk. Yeah. Don't say a word. I think I love him. <laughs> oh, the only thing that annoyed me about that scene a lot was he's the one that's lighting the cigarette. Now you're okay with the fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It breaks character. Yeah. I hated that. <laughs> he lights up both cigarettes for him. See, it's everything with fire that irritates me about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> fire and pigeons are like your singing. <laughs> yeah. Monst- oh, well, monster singing. Yeah. And hilarious punchline. <laughs> See, he agrees with me. My cricket. That's like the most quoted line that you can't understand. <laughs> man, man! You know Gene Wilder's name is Jerry Silverman? Yep. Do you know Mel Brooks' name is... Did I say that? I thought so. No, you said the Mel Brooks one earlier. Oh. I don't think you said Gene Wilder one. Do you know why Peter, Peter Boyle, Marty Feldman, and Gene Wilder were all in this movie? No. <laughs> uh, Gene Wilder's agent calls him. He's like, I have an idea for you. Uh, I'm thinking a film with you, Marty Feldman, and Peter Boyle. And Wilder's like, yeah, okay. So what made you get, think of that? It's because now I represent you, Peter Boyle, and Marty <laughs> Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never exactly heard how the Feldman and Boyle got put into it. Yeah, they just all were represented by the same agent. Yeah, I, 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 only, <laughs> I only heard that uh, that they were already cast yeah <laughs> before the movie was even yeah. an idea they were all going to be <laughs> <Yeah>. in it <laughs> which is great both of them fit roles perfectly yeah 
Wilder has a way of being funny without ever acting funny, really. Yeah. Even in Wonka and most all the movies you see, he's, he's doing funny. And he says that. He's like, the, the trick is to be doing the most funny thing and then you don't have to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's like his own straight man. Yeah. Peter Boyle was a version of Frankenstein in, some, in another movie, wasn't he? Was he? I think a Franken or Monsters movie. Could be. After the Monsters series. That I don't know. I'm pretty sure he was he was that same character twice. Did you know Mel Brooks created Get Smart, the TV show? <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. That was a good show. I used to love that show. Yeah, I love that show. This was a good year for Mel Brooks. Yeah. Although it was Blazing Saddles, too. Yeah, both yeah. Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein came out. I yeah. think he got a... Blazing Saddles was hard to get released. Like, they didn't... It wasn't like... Studio wasn't just like, oh, hey, go ahead with it. No. Because of the racial stuff yeah. in it. Well, we can cover that next episode when we definitely do Blazing Saddles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one got nominated for an Oscar but didn't win. But I think Blazing yeah. Saddles actually won an Oscar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which may have hurt its chances. I bet you if he didn't put Blazing Saddles out If they were competing the against year, each other. Yeah, yeah. He may have been able to get an Oscar for both. Yep. It's just a sort of good year for movies, too. <clears throat> this is the same year that the original Longest Yard came out. Really? Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Wow, so there was a lot of competition for these Oscars, too. Yeah, it wasn't like it was a sweep. <laughs> yeah. The one that won the most was The Towering Inferno. Oh, yeah. And I haven't even seen that. I've, I saw that when I was younger. I didn't... I don't know. Maybe because I was younger, I didn't like it that much. I don't know. I never heard of it or seen it. Yeah. <laughs> one of some of the songs that came out this year, woman, since you're so excited. 74. <laughs> 74. Sweet Home Alabama. That's a good one. Jolene. Yeah. Jolene, you don't like? No, I don't. Wow. That's another thing to know about Sylvia. She hates pigeons. She hates <laughs> Dolly Parton. Well, oh, I, oh, oh. I love Dolly Parton. I love when she sings it. But I've had to it's hear other. I know, but I've had to hear so many <laughs> other people sing it that I no longer like it as much as I used to. You heard Miley Cyrus sing it once, and now you hate it. I've heard Miley Cyrus sing it more times than I need to. Steve Miller Band, The Joker. <laughs> so they decide they're going to do a transference. They're going to cure the monster of being yeah. psychopathic. He has to somehow get some of his brain into the monster's brain. And he can only have it on for 15 minutes. Yep. No longer, no less. Which happens to be right when the mob's showing up. Two minutes in. Yeah. Or two minutes after. I was like, well, that's fine. They're not going to find the secret bookshelf room. No, that's apparently not a problem at all. They just went yeah, right in there. Straight down through there. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't their first Well, they've rodeo. dealt with this before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've done found the candle trick. <laughs> they just pick Wilder up. They don't even care about the monster. They pick Dr. Frankenstein up, carry him over their heads, and that's when the, the creature wakes up. Put that man down. Yeah. And now it's just straight up Peter Boyle voice. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't speak till five minutes before the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's all eloquent. Mm -hmm. Inspector Kemp's like, well, this changes everything. You're my friend now. <laughs> Everyone back to my house for some wine and sponge cake. <laughs> he goes to stop shaking hands with the monster, gets his arm ripped off again. <laughs> to the lumber yard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. Yeah. You know, this is Mel Brooks's highest rated film on IMDb. Really? It? He's got an eight star out of ten. <clears throat> And everything else is around six to seven stars. This wow. is the only one that made eight stars. <laughs> and that's weird because I this isn't my favorite favorite Mel Brooks movie. No. Blazing Saddles and, and 
Spaceballs are above this, definitely. I mean, yeah. it's up there. It's like top three. People, but. even in his 90s now, people are still writing him and nagging him to make the sequel to Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a good time to do it. Star Wars just came back. Yeah. <laughs> just came back, like, 2014. Yeah, well, it's still, <laughs> still going. Yeah. <clears throat> still on a tear. <laughs> this one was huge. I mean... It, AFI, the American Film Institute. This is number 12 on the top 100 comedies of all time. Really? Wow. It was a good movie. This is, there's not a lot of movies that I laugh out loud to. And there were scenes in this one that had me going. <laughs> the putting on the Ritz broke me. <laughs> yeah. I did. I had no. You'd think I would know the joke's coming just because it's been out for so long. I had no point of reference for that. Yeah. I had no idea that was coming. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I don't know about the ending. I don't know about the ending of a lot of Mel Brooks movies. Yeah. <laughs> he is my favorite. He's like top three Mel's for me, but still, I don't know about his endings. <clears throat> yeah, so at the end, Elizabeth's with the monster now. Yeah, she's full-on brightest Frankenstein. Yeah, comes in with the hair all done up. I love her hiss. <laughs> yeah. She's got the hiss. Yep. She's great, dude. She... <laughs> Doing that little dance over to him. I like the line. You see, I got you a hamper for your shirts and one for your poo poo undies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you got Terry Gar and Wilder in bed at the end. Yeah, they okay. touch back on the monster got a part of your brain. What did you get from the monster? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, and then she starts singing the song that Madeline Kahn sang. So the, the, the budget ended up being $3 million. They ended up making $86 million. Over eighty six wow. million on their release. It was scary because this is one the critics hated. Yeah, when it came out, the critics gave them terrible reviews, and then the actual <clears> people <throat> watched it, and it blew up. Yep, which that's <laughs> a lot of them. I was surprised Willy Wonka was a flop. Really? Yeah, Willy Wonka was panned and had a horrible run in the theaters. Wow! And then when VCRs came out, Willy Wonka blew up. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I never knew Willy Wonka flopped. Yeah, big time. That's weird. They blame it on mothers wouldn't take their children to see it because they thought the lessons in it were too scary. Meanwhile, the kids loved it. It's just mothers <laughs> were scared. Yeah. That makes sense. Parents being overprotective. Yeah. They played an, a cut for of the movie for this, the executives at the, at the studio, and not one of them smiled. Not one of them laughed. Everyone just straight-faced watched the whole thing. And really? Mel Brooks is like, I died <laughs> watching <laughs> yeah. everyone just not laugh at anything. And then he was like, well, I want to try this on actual people. And then he had the secretaries <laughs> and their boyfriends and husbands and girlfriends all come in right. and they sit and watch it. And it was like they were on the floor screaming, laughing. <laughs> okay. So executives just suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have no sense of humor. Did they not read the book? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't read the book. I mean... The book is pretty dark. Was there a and- young Frankenstein book? No. You might just marry Shelley's Frankenstein. Never mind. You're talking about Willy Wonka. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I shouldn't <laughs> even have brought that up. That was so stupid of me. <laughs> no, I was talking about this movie. Yeah, Roald Dahl, man. He's a... I don't know about him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they took that movie pretty late. I don't see why yeah. they didn't like it. <laughs> I guess we got to rate this thing. I think it's around an eight. I actually rated it eight on IMDb. I made yeah. a profile on there and rated it eight stars. So yeah, I'm at eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I got to bump it up a little bit. I'm going to go eight and a half or nine right around there. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic. If 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 you haven't seen it, man, I should put this in the beginning. Turn this yeah. off and watch it. <laughs> then listen. It's a good one. It's definitely, if you have never seen a black and white movie, this is a good one to start with. Yeah. And it's black and white by choice, not yeah. by necessity. Yeah, yeah. Which even makes it better. Which is probably the reason I never watched it. Because <laughs> I watched Blazing Saddles. I watched Spaceballs. I've seen History of the World, but less than the other two. Yeah. I just never watched this one. <laughs> and it has to be because it was black and white. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And I agree it needed to be. It should have been black and white. It's just. Yeah, this movie was out, what, almost almost 15 years before you were born? Something I was born like that. in 89, so Yeah. <laughs> We, there's no way to tell. Huh? Again, when you were a kid, you're probably looking at this movie like, oh, it's old, it's black and white. I don't want to see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a black and white movie? No, I'd rather peel my nails off. <laughs> I think you're still having a heart attack from having to do our black and white movie from last year. What black and white movie did we do yet? Last year. House on Haunted Hill. Oh, I like that movie. I picked that movie. Didn't no, you I pick didn't. It? No. <laughs> Don't you take any credit for my Vincent Price movies. Okay. You go somewhere else with yourself. I feel like I was going to pick that movie. I like that movie. You're the only oddball out now. She picked a black and white one. I picked a black and white it's one. It's our Halloween theme, what I've you noticed. <laughs> All right. Well, I got a couple copies of Amos and Andy. <laughs> no, uh, favorite scenes? I feel like I already know yours. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I know somebody's least favorite. I know it, it lines up pretty pretty well. I think I like it when we first get to meet Flau. Inga. Oh, Inga! And she's like, "Want to go rolling in the hay?" Okay, yeah, <laughs> rolling in the hay, rolling the hay. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And then, <laughs> and then Ingor like like moves his thing, and he just falls on her. Yeah, <laughs> I like that part a lot. I already told you my least favorite was when he was having that dream. Yeah, it's corny. And he just kept repeating that line over and over, crystal clear. Like, you're not, come on, <laughs> you're not sleeping. <laughs> I guess least favorite for me, but I understand why it's there, it has to be there if it's an homage to the original movie, is the little girl stuff. Yeah. It's not really super funny to me, and it just kind of feels like it slows down the movie for a minute. <laughs> but I understand that was in the original, so it has to be there. Yeah, it's a throwback for yeah. sure. My favorite was probably, again, that song and dance. It's the song and dance. Man, this is such a good movie. And Wilder does everything. He makes you laugh, makes you cry. He sings. He dances. He does everything actors do in this one movie. It's fantastic. And it's a good performance. Yeah. Even when he's losing his mind, he wants to choke the monster out. He's he's showing, like, (laughs) rage. Yeah. But Sylvia has a point. It it doesn't fit if you're making an homage to the original movies. That song and dance just doesn't. Yeah. Make any I don't sense. mind the dance. It's just that it throws it off when he screams it out. I wish they didn't <laughs> do it with him screaming out. The same way I don't like the scene where it's Frabruca. Is that how you say? Flau Bluca. Yeah. With much. her. And close, just say it close enough. Say it fast <laughs> and, and no one will question you. <laughs> I hate the scene when she lets the monster out, but it's not because she lets the monster out or anything. I, I dislike it so much because. Say, Victor was my boyfriend. That was stupid. Like, yeah. you don't use boyfriend at that time like that. Like, yeah. it's not something I like. I don't like it there. And they, they, they hang on a joke too long that doesn't really hit with me, too, where it's like, so you were playing the music. Yes. 
And that was your cigar. Yes. So that I'd find the library. Yes. And you left that book out. Okay. Yeah, we get it. It's not funny. It's not getting funnier. <laughs> yeah, I did not like that scene at all. Yeah. But I mean, for a movie with like 250 jokes in it, we can bitch <laughs> yeah, about the two yeah, that didn't really. land with us. <laughs> I didn't even mind the joke. I just did not like how she had to say it was her boyfriend like that. Like, yeah, the word boyfriend itself that, is what made it, it awkward. threw me completely out of the whole If you replaced the word boyfriend with lover or something like yes. that, it would have been yeah. more fitting. It kind of makes the movie timeless, though, I yeah. think, that they don't use the language from that time. Right. I Even- like the language from that time. <laughs> I wish that language was used on me. So <laughs> it don't happen, but <laughs> I can wish to my heart's content. I don't think you want people to talk to you the way people talk to people back in the 20s. <laughs> I'm not saying like that. I'm saying the love endearments and stuff like that. Their their writing was poetry and the way they talked to people was so much nicer to the to their fiancés or husbands. Like that's what I'm saying. It's pronounced financer. Mhm. No, it's not. No. <laughs> that's what I was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you like what you heard, you should subscribe because every 2 weeks you we put another episode out. And you can reach us at moviesagainsttime at gmail.com. It's movies against time, which is weird because it's two T's next to each other. It's against and time. Yeah. <laughs> it messes me up whenever I type it in. Really? Yeah. We have an Instagram <laughs> at movies against, Twitter at movies against. And am I forgetting anything? Don't think so. All right. Well, stay tuned for part two. <laughs> Wait, what? And until next time. <laughs> <laughs>